passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. <clears throat> I know that we are as well. We do have a great show in store for you tonight. Right off the top, we're going to do the hashtag Ask Blake as we have two guests tonight. Former LSU pitcher and minor league pitcher Zach Pearson joins the show around 7.15. And the oldest dude on TikTok, Tommy Chrysan, will join us around 7.30. We have a lot to talk about. Guys, we have a big game this weekend. Not sure if you heard of it. It's the Super Bowl. We haven't talked about it much. We've been focused a lot on LSU this week, as we always will. Haven't talked a lot of the Saints lately since Sean Payton blocked me on the Twitter machine, as Coach O would say. But we might get a little bit into that. But we will talk some LSU as well right off the go- right off the top. Seeing some of these comments, Stephen Miller says, Chills! Man, I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all going to call me crazy, but it's okay. Every single time that beat drops, though, that intro drops, man, I get chills. I get goosebumps, man. I, I, I get nervous every time I come on here. Literally, I get nervous. 
I don't know why. Craig Shelley, my man, he says, we are live. Yes, we are. Everybody that is joining us for the first time, if this is the first time you're you're seeing the show, my name is Blake Rafino, as I've mentioned, and this is Are You Serious Sports. Do us a favor and like us on all of our platforms. We will be doing the upload tomorrow and telling you the video upload and telling you who wins a $100 gift card giveaway as my son is going to be pulling the name out of the hat. Uh, let's see. Bucks by three and a half, says Carlton Cisco. We'll see. We'll get into it tonight. But before we get started, guys, I want to thank my partners over at Believe Podcast for everything that they do for us. Go to go to their platform. There's a lot of great podcasts out there on the Believe Podcast Network. Also, also, I want everybody to start liking the YouTube page and subscribing. If we can, if we can. And don't forget to hit that share button. Okay. It was my man's birthday today, by the way. It was my man's birthday over here at GM Varnado and Sons. Mr. Trey Varnado, RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give him a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. And my good friend, Mr. Richie Roche, over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, if you want the best-looking yard in your neighborhood, hell, you deserve it. Give my friend, Mr. Richie Roche, a call today at 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. Okay, we're going to do the hashtag Ask Blake right out the gate. So let's put this in, in here, hashtag Ask Blake. Uh, we do have some Brian Thomas news, the four-star wide receiver out of Walker. So we were, like we mentioned last night during the post-game show, uh, Mike Scarborough over at TigerBay.com broke the story late last night that Brian Thomas Jr. would be committing to a school and signing with a school uh, today. What he meant, and then he he went on because he thought yesterday was Thursday. He came back and said that Brian Thomas Jr. will be committing tomorrow, uh, which would be literally Friday. So that's what he meant for the in the mix up. Um, what I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing and what I think because I don't want to put my name out there on this commitment at all or the AYS name on this. I'm going to let the guys that cover recruiting do that. Some people say A and M. Some people hit LSU or say LSU. Some people even say maybe Bama's got a chance. He'll do a gray shirt, a blue shirt, purple shirt, looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know how confident I am that he's going to wind up in Baton Rouge, but we will see tomorrow. I know a lot of people like the crystal ball, you know, right? Like the whole, hey, I'm going to put my crystal ball pick in. Um, I wouldn't put a crystal ball in pick for anywhere. I, that's just my feeling and what I've what I've gathered. What I can tell you is that LSU would be a little sh- not sh- when I say shocked, they wouldn't be shocked if he comes because it's LSU. What I'm, how do I want to word this? I don't think that they've been advised to this 708 tonight. Last before I came on there, I don't know if they've been advised that Brian Thomas Jr. is coming to LSU. But Texas A&M insiders are saying neither have they, neither has Alabama. So nobody really knows. Absolutely nobody knows. Let's see. Stephen Miller says, Craig Granger just washed the ass, so I'm living good. Craig Granger says, how y'all living? Doing good, Craig. Doing good. Blake McGraw says, 
Dunn hit the like and share. Talk to me, G. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking about Brian Thomas Jr. If we're being honest, that's what I'm thinking about Brian Thomas. Now, um, in reference to how they finish this class, I, Ed's pretty much made it known that he wants linebackers, which, again, for everybody who was uh, thought that the Rashad Davis Sr. Uh, news, Rashawn, whatever, the dad of Rayshon Davis, that he was coming to LSU and he was teasing LSU fans. When LSU told you, when LSU, or I mean, when Ed Orgeron told you that they're looking for a linebacker in the portal, I mean, that's where they're going to go. I, I also think that they should look at a safety and maybe an offensive tackle. Uh, Blake Doucette on Facebook Live, he said, if that interest don't get you fired up, then you're not a fan. You're damn right. I, like I said, man, like I said, I get goosebumps. I literally get nervous. We are on episode 188 since we've been back. You know, we used to do old videos. Now we're back. I literally get goosebumps. Richie Roche, who we just talked about, says, fire. Yes, sir. Eric Starnes on Facebook Live says, hey, Blake, did you see that Cole Lord signed with Texas? You called last night. Yeah, I know we talked about that last night, and I said that it was looking like it was trending that he was going to Texas during the postgame show. He winds up going, going to Texas. Let's make this very clear. They didn't give up a spot for Cole Lord. The, the most covered preferred walk-on status that I've ever seen. There are some people that even said that, you know, his dad's a big booster at LSU. Maybe that he can have a chance to go to Texas, and even though that he's a walk-on, get some playing time with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, but it looks like he's a walk-on. So all this hype and all this energy for a guy that was... And look, I'm not poo-pooing on walk-ons. I don't mean it like that. But usually in the recruiting process, we don't have the hype around a guy that walks on anywhere. And you guys know that. Doug Ray on Facebook Live. I love that that picture. I always love the picture of Ed Orgeron holding the team back when they're in Tuscaloosa in 19. I love that picture, by the way. Uh, he says, as Blake, man, I'm seeing a lot of our recruits for 22 are in state, which has me stoked. Keep them boys in state. Yeah, look, and I've, I went on Bill King this week. Uh, WNSR and said that this is the deepest class that, L- that Louisiana has. When's the last time LSU or LSU Louisiana had a number one recruit as a quarterback and then the number two recruit in their state being two premier positions at quarterback and left tackle? It doesn't happen like that. It just doesn't happen like that. And you have a slew of quarterbacks that are going to be four and five star guys that you can go get: Arch Manning, Eli Holstein. I mean, there's a, a root Reese Mooney. And they're producing some offensive linemen. Also saw some uh, Emory Jones out of Catholic dunking the basketball. That video went up on Twitter this week. Jeez, I'm Pete. A guy that's 6'5", 300 pounds is dunking it on dudes. Insane, man. Absolutely insane. Charlie Viador says, did you hear any news about the linebacker from Tennessee? No, I have not. Actually, I have not. I haven't heard really anything about the uh, about the transfers. I'm, I'm, I would pretty much go out on a limb and say once that get close and that steam starts picking up you will start hearing about it but no not really I know some of the guys that I think that they're going after never really confirmed I know that there was a linebacker from USC the kids from Tennessee that they're trying to go after so we'll wait and see uh Derek says did I win the gift card lol just kidding just got off of work listening now 
Uh, we're going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to let my son pick the name out of the hat, and we'll, we'll go on for there. It's like 300 people subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is awesome. I hope we get more. We're at like 507. I want more subscribers. Uh, Blaine Smith says, hashtag ask Blake, what's on your menu for the Super Bowl? I don't actually know um, what we're doing for the Super Bowl yet. We're our house. We're about to be doing some renovations to our house. And so I don't really know where we're going to be. Um, but if I did have a menu, man, you can't beat wings, man. I'm a wing connoisseur. You put a plate of wings, and I'm not talking about Buffalo Wild Wings either. You put a plate of wings in front of me, Big Daddy's going to devour. I mean, dog, I am going to just kill me some wings. I love pizza, but, man, I just love me some good wings. Lamar Williams. Lamar, I did go back and listen to that video, uh, the the episode from Monday. You were right. I, I was nodding because my camera kept – I noticed what I was doing. My camera kept going in and out, and I was just, like, nodding because I was having some technical difficulties. I, let me make this very clear right now. And I think other episodes would, especially my uh, uh, how much I'm on Joe the Joe Burrow train, I do not think that Miles Brennan is more athletic than Joe Burrow. But he says, ask Blake, who do you expect to be in the final two or three to sign? I, I'm not sure. I mean, we're going to see what Brian Thomas does tomorrow. Um, this recruitment of him has been very chaotic, it feels like. I don't know if he has the best people behind him at times on making a decision, but I think if the young man wanted to make his own decision, he would pick LSU. Uh, There are some chirping that maybe some people around Brian Thomas is letting it out that he wants to go to LSU, and they've been doing that, but a little bit more vocal lately. Richie Roche says, Ask Blake, does LSU need to play AYS intro before every game this season? They probably should. They probably should. Man, when it when the intro goes bum bum bum, man, I just oof. Carlton Cisco says, We are loaded at wide receiver. Y'all know this. Edwards is Lanyap. I think you're talking about Thomas. But yeah, yes, it is Lanyap. But you know, you don't ever really want you don't ever really want players that are that talented to leave you and, and, and go across state. Kenny says on Facebook Live, love your show, Blake. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate that, man. Barrett Granger on YouTube says, ask Blake, this is country. Oh! This is... Barrett, Barrett, that's you? Barrett, you're country? How about that? We got a name to our good friend country. Uh, but he says, how excited are you that LSU for LSU baseball? Man, I'm pumped. I'm really jacked up. And I don't, I said this last night, and I'm going to say it again. I don't think, I think LSU fans know how critical it is that they want a team, this baseball team, to win because of how, how the football season went and the basketball season went. Um, but at the end of the day, like at the very end of the day, I don't think the players know that. I don't think the players know that. But I hopefully they don't feel that shoulder that that burden on their shoulder, so to speak. But but if they do, if they do, man, I hope they don't. All right, Mr. Zach Pearson's supposed to be joining us at 7.15. I'm going to text him right now. Let's see. Okay, there we go. I'm texting Mr. Zach Pearson. 
Uh, Nicholas on YouTube says, our defensive line is going to be nasty, so much depth. And, yeah, you, you know, another part of that too, Nick, is this, I don't know if you – I hope you don't mind me calling you Nick, Nicholas. I'll just call you Nicholas. Um, look, Ed Orgeron's a really damn good defensive line coach. Like a damn good D-line coach, right? So the fact that you'll have Ed Orgeron and Andre Carter there and Christian Lockature and um, a lot of experience coming back, that, that'll be a very, very big deal. Okay, Mr. Zach Pearson said that he's going to be coming in just a second. Danny Krantz says, what's up, Blake? Just tuning in. What's up, Danny? What's up, my friend? Just letting you know, Danny, this isn't fanboy media. I know you didn't say that, but you know what I'm you know what I'm trying to get at. This isn't fanboy media. All right, Lamar Williams says, ask Blake now that the whole staff is in place, will it be fight? Will it be a fight within the coaching staff on what side of the ball D uh, D Lee plays? Um, maybe, maybe. I, I kind of think he's a defensive player. All right, let's get to two more questions. We'll get to Mr. Zach Pearson. Uh, Blaine says, Brian Thomas Jr. I'm not going to put anything on Brian Thomas Jr. I'm not going to pick a school. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, I will tell you that LSU has not been told that it's them, but neither has Texas A&M, neither has Alabama. All right, one more. Adam says, ask Blake, did you go back and watch the video of Matt saying Brennan is better athlete than Burrow? I did, and I noticed, I mean, that was the time where my camera was going out. So it's kind of like freaking out behind the scenes with technical issues. I did. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Let me make that very clear. I don't agree with that at all. Shit. Somebody said Coop DeVille, Chap Happy uh, 28. Yeah, Coop DeVille got some wings, dog. I'm going to get back to y'all's comments in just a second. But, I, man, them wings is fire. All right, let's get over to Mr. Zach Pearson. But before we do that, we got to get to our good friend, Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today. Give him a call at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Or send him on an email at john at areahomelending.com. That's john at areahomelending.com. And I know that he will save you money today. Again, 225-663-2500. Tell him your boy Blake Rufino sent you. All right, Mr. Zach Pearson, what's up, my man? How we living tonight? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. At least I can hear you. Everybody in the chat, let us know with a thumbs up if you can hear Mr. Zach Pearson. We're living good, man. Right. Look, it's the first time. Look, I'm feeling fresh. My wife likes when I wear the white. It makes me look slimmer than I actually am. So maybe, you know, we're, we're feeling good. You know, I got a pep in my step. It's a Super Bowl weekend. How excited are you about the Super Bowl? I'm I'm sort of excited. I'm actually more surprised than anything that you're talking about your Super Bowl excitement while wearing a Saints shirt because like a lot of like the group chats I'm in have pretty much just like slam dunked everything the same they do every single year and they're like I'm out. I'm not getting my hopes up ever again and I'll see y'all in 6 months. Uh Zach, I'm not a fair weather fan, you know. Uh I'm just not I'm <laughs> it's not, not a fair that. It's, it's a lot of years in a row of getting like Riding the roller coaster all the way up and then getting surprised at the end of it. Zach, let me tell you something very quickly. And I know this this a little off script of what we're going to talk about, but I got to mention this right now. Pettiness okay. gets your ass kicked. Okay? Sean Payton <laughs> doing what he's doing on Twitter and all the antics. Yeah. People think that shit's funny. That shit's not funny when you have more wins 
in the NFL, in the regular season, and then you get your ass beat in the playoffs. I get the Rams game. Well, it is. Is it? That's a crazy stat. They've won more than what is it over the last four years? Over the last four years, to not make a Super Bowl, they have not made a Super Bowl. They have more wins than anybody. That means the New England Patriots. That means the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, who? What's another team that went on a run? That means the Los Angeles Rams, who have been in the playoffs and gotten to a Super Bowl. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And here's what the crazy thing about this is, too, Zach. The last two seasons, Drew Brees has gotten hurt. And so now yeah, you were that winning. far, and they were still winning. Anyway. It's crazy. Do you put any stock in – last thing, and then we'll flip. Do you put any stock in, like, so the Rams did make it, and then by that stat, the Saints didn't, but – that was kind of BS anyway. Do you put any stock in that, or do you just go with it is what it is? Zach, I don't, and here's why. Okay, because for an example, and this is my philosophy in sports, and some people disagree with me here. You had 60 minutes. Okay, so the first two drives in the first quarter, you kicked field goals, you didn't get touchdowns. The same thing happened this last season, right, in the playoffs. You kicked field goals, you didn't get touchdowns. Okay, was it a blown call? Do big plays like that really hurt a game? Yes. But then what about the what about all the other plays that surrounded that? That's right. my that's my philosophy. Hey, the Rams won. Okay, at the end of the day, the scoreboard yeah. said that they won. That's my philosophy. I want to ask you that same question. Let's turn that around. Let's ask you, what what's your philosophy on that? When you when you were in a game and, and one big play happened, or were you the kind of person like, hey man, we had a whole bunch of other plays that we could have done stuff too? I think, yeah, I think there's definitely more to it than, than like the games, games and losses or wins and losses aren't swung off of like one specific play. But I do think that in uh, certain games, like especially football, where momentum does play a factor, I think that at a, in a late game situation where there is that big play, the stuff afterwards does kind of hinge on that. So like people talked about like when Drew got hit and the ball was picked off in overtime, he threw an interception, but then at the same time, it's like, well, they should have never been there in the first place. So like, I think I it's a little 50 50 on that where it's like, yeah, games and games aren't won or lost off of one play, but at the same time, some things do swing them. It's interesting, but that's, that's why they played the game. <laughs> well, right. Why? I, I will never go down and saying that one play ends the game for you. Now, can one play in overtime and stuff like that do that? Sure. But I'm never going to put one player on one play, you know, just can making you throw, that. Can you throw one shoe and ruin everything? <laughs> yes. You know? Like that's what it comes down to. Hey, but see, and then there, there's a there's a fine line like you just talked about. The shoe throw. LSU, I mean, yeah, but it, it, you know what's crazy about that, Zach? The same thing happened to the Saints that happened to Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida goes in the red zone twice and doesn't score touchdowns. You right, know, correct, my, correct. Uh, my uncle Jeff that played uh, coaches baseball, and you know him, and a lot of people know him. Every time the first three innings, if we had runners on base, the next practice we were running our asses off. It didn't matter what we did in the last four to six to seven innings. It mattered what you did in those in those first ones. All right, Zach, let's transition here. Super Bowl Sunday. Now it feels a yeah. little off. You, you you know, I'm a little with you. I haven't watched really any coverage. But who are you riding with in this Super Bowl? Who is your pick on who's going to win Sunday? Um, so I think it's uh, – this is going to be the most obvious statement. I think it's a game of matchups, right? I think that if it, if it turns into a game where it's just who's better at playing football, the Chiefs are going to win the football game. That's just what I think. Now, 
What I do think could happen, we, we've seen the Chiefs multiple times, which more last year than this year, but we've seen them get off to kind of slower starts, maybe make a couple, couple uh, gifts to the other team at the beginning of the game. I think that if Tampa Bay wants to win, probably what we'll see is their best opportunity would be to capitalize on a couple early mistakes with long, drawn-out drives, shorten the game down, let Leonard Fournette win the game for you, and I think that might be their best chance to win. But all in all, if I had to pick a team, I think Kansas City's just going to score more. I, I'm i with you there, Zach. I just can't put my money against Tom Brady. I I, I won't do it. Okay, like I just I can't Fair. do it and I won't do it. Just at the simple fact that usually when these games come down to legacy, okay, the guy that's usually older never really – gives the baton off, so to speak, to the other guy. And I feel like that's what we have. Yeah. And, and, and to you, do you feel like, is this the legacy game? If, if Tom Brady loses, is he handing that torch over to Patrick Mahomes? And if, if, if Tom Brady wins and the Bucks win, does he hold on it for a little bit longer? The, you know, that status, so to speak. I'm not sure. Um, I want to say no, though. Like, I want to say that, whether or not Tampa Bay wins this game, I still feel like the 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 torch has already been passed. Like, I mean, we look at Tom Brady for the last two to two and a half years. What he's done is nothing compared to what Mahomes has done, right? Now, if we look at over the last 20 years, that's a different story. But I don't really think – like, I think the, the, the new king has kind of already been determined. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think – this is changing. I don't think it's going back away from Patrick Mahomes if they lose this game. The guy's still an MVP in back-to-back Super Bowls, and if they lose, he's one and one in Super Bowls and can barely buy alcohol. You know, like <laughs> I still think, like I think that he the crown has been moved. Now, would it be awesome for Tom Brady from a story standpoint to be like, yeah, I went to a different team and still pulled it out? Yeah, it definitely would. Right. But that I would that would cement much- that would cement him right like he's already yeah. kind of cemented like the cement has been it has been poured but it, and it's starting to dry but it would be like it would just be laid and it would be done at that point yeah. if he wins with the Bucks Sunday right yeah and he's got nothing to lose like <laughs> right which, which may make him more dangerous honestly he's got nothing to lose in this situation but at the end of the day like Patrick Mahomes would have to have a very very bad game before anyone started doubting him suddenly. Yeah, and look, he had a bad three quarters in that last Super Bowl, and then the fourth quarter came around, and it was like, hey, he went from all Madden on the Madden game, and he went down to, like, what? what's the low? He went to rookie, okay, because he started lighting it up, man. It was crazy. Last year was crazy with that team because they started bad every single game. Every game. And they just, and they just killed everybody. And we kind of said the same thing. Like, if, he, if they figure out how to get off the bus ready – no one has a chance. No, <laughs> they're just they way don't. better than everybody. And it's hard to cover Travis Kelsey and and, and uh, Cheetah. It's just really hard. All right, Zach, we have a couple questions for you. We're going to fire off the top, but Travis says, "I love my Tiger Asek. Ba- I love my Tiger baseball, but are you ready for my Southeastern Lions to come to the box March sixteenth and lay it to smack it down on that candy ass?" <laughs> um. <laughs> now. Here's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> March, March 16th, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be an awesome crowd. Well, I guess not. It's going to be an awesome uh, remote crowd, right? Right. And, and all those things are going to combine, and it's going to be good. Win or lose for either team, it's going to be a fun night. 
Uh, Talk to me if they play in uh, May or June. Mm. Zach, let me ask you very quickly. I know we've talked about this, um, but from an LSU perspective, I know it from a Southeastern perspective. Okay, been there, played there, been you know, did the whole shebang. When when those guys come into that stadium, is it a different atmosphere? Like, is it? A, I don't want to say weird atmosphere, but those guys have that chip on their shoulder, right? Like they have that. Hey, yeah. we're coming to beat your ass. Do you get your? Do you kind of like? Sit there and be like, "Hey, man, this isn't going to be a walk walkthrough game. We have to be ready to play." You absolutely do. In 2014, we played them over there. We went to Hammond, and they had like the awesome setup with like yep. the people in the parking garage, and it was so much fun. And it was like a really that. fun place to play because you know all those guys. It's all dudes you've known your entire life, right? So like, it was a fun atmosphere. We went over there. I think we won a close one, um, but then ended up meeting up with them in the regional tournament. I remember they that. had to come to Baton Rouge, and we said that in the locker room. We were like, if we give these dudes any link of leash at all they're going to turn around and whip our ass with it. You know, and, so it was just kind of like, yeah. come out, handle business, leave no doubt, and send them on their way. Because if we let them stick around, it's the old phrase like, you know, like never let the coward get brave, right? It's that, <laughs> it's that exact thing. Like, right. don't let it happen. Don't give them any hope. Finish it. But we did. We felt that exact way about Southeast. Very si- uh, side note on that, Jamison Fisher was a freshman that year and I think hit 400. Okay, like the dude was a monster. He He put on like 15 pounds and then the dude just started raking. I'm like, man, if that kid, if that kid gets any amount of power, which he did, and he wound up going to the White Sox. um, You ever hear hear about the trash talk before the game? They were trying to get into Bregman's head. I I remember that. I was there, Zach. I was there. I remember. But tell it. Tell us from your perspective. So, so, uh, our guys were, were working on bunting and I mean, Bregman's not bunting, right? Like it's just. He's not bunny. He would practice it and so be it. But like, was he really taking it seriously? Probably because he's Bregman, but really at the end of the day, he's never going to bunt. And so um, he's working on bunting and he misses one. And one of the guys is like, hey, Bregman, come pick up your miss. Like talking trash to him. Like, come pick it up. Come pick it up. So Bregman walks over there and he grabs it. He says, okay, and who am I making this out to? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. That's like, oh, man. I'm going to tell you something. That Southeastern team, we're all so far on a side note. They would get in everybody's head. They would chatter all day they long. They were good at that. And they were good. Oh, yeah. Zach, I, I, let's transition back to the Super Bowl. My favorite has always been the commercials, okay? Like, those things usually just make me laugh my ass off. Last year for me was Smart Pock. You remember? Uh, I forget was, yeah, who was yeah. in that commercial, but uh, your boy from the, the office. Bostonians. Yeah, he was like, yeah. what is that? And they're like, it's Smart Pock. Do you remember like a, a commercial or halftime that was just like always will stick out in your memory? Yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. No, um, was about so, to say the same thing. Thirteen year old kid seeing a boob on TV. That was my yeah. <laughs> oh right. My gosh. No, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to place the the commercials because there's so many good ones. There's always like a few that kind of steal the show. Um, I love like I love the old like Doritos one when he's like keep your hand off my Doritos and keep your hand off my mama. Oh I yeah, that I one remember was, like, that. Really one. good, but man, there's just I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because like it's hard to pinpoint which one started in the Super Bowl because I'm usually the guy who's like running to the food between mm-hmm. like between game breaks. So I'm I'm oh, one yeah. of the ones who misses the who usually misses the commercials more than sees them, um, but. I'm not I trying to be cons- going to Super Bowl parties because of this, the because of the commercials. To I was be I was literally 
literally going to say that. So, I mean, look, we've had the podcast. We had to stop for a while, and then we came back. We're on episode 188, okay? And so people are always asking me questions during the Super Bowl, right? Or, you know, we always get in there like, well, Blake, what do you think here? Blake, what do you think there? And I'm just, I looked at Megan a couple years ago. I'm like, look, dude. I'm not going anywhere. I'm so because I can't focus on the game. You know, like I can't watch it. Yeah. But it, but anyway, uh, Zach, Bill let's try. Burr said oh, it. Oh, go ahead. Bill Burr said it the best. He said, like, I always end up going to a party, like a Super Bowl party, to watch it with a bunch of people who they all talk about the halftime and the commercials, and then I always find myself in the kitchen watching it on that little tiny TV, like in the corner of someone's kitchen by myself. And he's like, right. it's just it's a waste of time for me. It is, and it can be. Uh, Zach, let's transition to to baseball very quickly. Um, I, I said this earlier, and I don't want to put this on the kids, so to, or players, so to speak. LSU, su- I mean LSU season for uh, football was really shaky. LSU basketball is really sucking it up. Uh, LSU fans really want to start winning. Do you think that these kids know? or feel the pressure like, hey, man, for this fan base, we got to start winning for them? Or are they kind of like, eh, yeah, we already have our own kind of burden on our backs that we have to be good. They're not thinking that, right? Like, they're not thinking about, oh, we got to win for LSU fans. No, the players definitely aren't. Um, as a fan, I'm starting to wonder if this is the price we paid for the 2019 greatest football team of all time. Oh, it's the but price we paid. We Voodoo and, and every sport. Oh, every sport. Zach, I'll tell you this. I was praying my ass off. I'm like, Lord, you can do whatever you want. Just give me this natty. And he did, man. It's my fault. I'll say it. No, I don't think the players buy into that at all. Um, and I, I do think that I think that LSU baseball has become its his its own little prestigious like pocket of Mm. you know like championship contention so like i don't think baseball players hinge themselves on whether or not the football team does well and they definitely don't hinge themselves on whether or not the basketball team does well because they've been better in basketball for the last 20 years than basketball has been so like i'm not worried uh they definitely don't think of it that way um I think it would just be really awesome to have like one of those Florida years where like football, baseball, and basketball are all just dominant. What, so they won a fun. national cha- well, not baseball, but they got the, they got to Omaha. Uh, f- football won a natty, basketball won a natty, and baseball got to Omaha. I mean, man, yeah. that's that's one hell of a season. Zach, a couple more. Can you imagine the Twitter trash talk if LSU pulled that off in 2019? Like after the football. Like it would just be, it would be, we'd all be blocked. Like we'd all like old Jack would have to come down and put everybody in their own pocket. <laughs> and it would just be one little LSU echo chamber. Zach, I would be unbearable. I'm just going to let, I would be unbearable. Everyone. I mean, everyone. I would, I would be going to Bama fans and ripping them a new asshole. I'm just letting you know that right now. Uh, Zach, how fast does this baseball team need to get off to a fast start? Paul's teams have relatively started slow. Uh, Do you think for just they missed last season, do you think that they need to start off hot and get things rolling and kind of get some momentum going into the season? I think you want to because you have a lot of veterans who are returning, but at the same time it's like, are they returning from an actual season? You know, Mm. so it's one of those things where I think you do kind of want to get off to a good start and realize like, no, we're still in stride from where we were before or where we wanted to be, you know, last year when if all things had gone, you know, the right way. So, like, I do think it's one of the things then. And if I know 
Monero, he probably stressed that in the fall of like, we are coming off of a weird break and everything. We got to get rolling. It's probably why he feels so good about the team at this point in the year, because he's probably seeing a team who adopted that mentality at the beginning of the fall. And they probably look game ready or mid-season ready right now. And they're probably itching to get out of there, especially these guys like Fontenot, Jaden Hill. Jaden Hill oh, yeah. literally was – like you saw him in his press conference, his leg was shaking. Like he, he he don't like this stuff. But, Zach, last question and we'll get you out of here. I don't know how much of LSU basketball you, you've watched. Look, they, they just look like they are a team with not a, a high IQ at times. When you're watching them, do you just ever just sit back and go, man, that's just so stupid. Like, what are they doing? And and, and secondly, should we kind of question Will Wade a little bit about what's going on? I don't – I think we should be – I think we should be asking him more of like, you know, like what is going on really? Ask mm-hmm. him that, let him deflect it, and so be it. But I do think there needs to be more questions about – you know, like, hey, w- seriously, what's happening? Because this team looks like, I mean, in the last week, they've had two really great games. And mm-hmm. then there's they've also had this meltdown that it was like, you know, uncharacteristic to anything I've seen before. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's odd. They, they're they very shaky. They're wishy-washy. And I just, I would love to know, like, what is really going on behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Or are these just kids who just have inconsistency issues? Or is it a locker room thing? Or what is it? I don't know. Hey, why is your point guard uh, 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 shooting a 36-footer? I mean, mean, this is 2K type stuff when you put that thing on rookie. I mean, that's that's Steph Curry type stuff. Zach, you've been amazing as always. Before we get out of here, give us your pick. Who do you got, Chiefs or the Bucks? I almost said Patriots. I th- yeah, yeah, basically. I Again, I think the Chiefs win. Um, I think they're a better football team. I think that the only chance for the Bucks to win is for the Bucks to capitalize on Chiefs' mistakes. I really think at the end of the day, that's just kind of how it's going to go. And I'm going to read you one. I texted my buddy uh, Alex Lang. He's the biggest Chiefs uh, fan I know. Okay, he okay. 30, he says, 33-24 Chiefs. Patrick is the GOAT. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. So. There you go. Well, if Alex Lang, if 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 the Bucks win, we have to get him on here and kind of rag him like, "Hey, your team sucks, haha!" And then I wear the Saint shirt, and yeah. he's like, "Where's your team at?" And I'll be like, "Okay, th- thank you, everybody. This is Alex Lang." All right, Zach, it's been a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, and have a good Super Bowl weekend. All right, take care, man. See you. That is former LSU pitcher Mr. Zach Pearson. Okay, we got to get to Mr. Tommy Chrysan. I'm running late. I know we we started off late. But we will get to it. Let's get to Mr. Tommy Chrysan after this. Guys, you've got to go see my good friends over at your home team. Go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com for the number one real estate firm on the North Shore. Call them today and get in touch with one of their great real estate agents. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. The oldest dude on TikTok is in the building. Mr. Tommy Chrysan, what's happening? Good afternoon. Good evening, Blake. I'm doing great, man. I hope you're doing the same. We're doing good. Sorry we ran a little bit late. I know. I, I uh, know. It Sometimes these technical difficulties, you just can never uh, really work <laughs> out. But but we're here and we're better for talking to you. TK, I'm going to get to your pick. I'm going to get to the betting. I want to get there soon. But let's talk a little bit of LSU first. TK, I'm kind of losing my mind over here about this basketball team because they have the talent. It just feels like... They're they're really playing selfish basketball. When you watch them, are are you seeing the same things, or am I just going crazy? 
No, I'm saying the same thing. It's five one-on-one games. You know what it reminds me of? Like when you're in grade school and at 10 o'clock you got a morning recess and you rush out to the playground and you pick teams real fast and you, you play recess basketball. That's what it looks like. I mean, they don't play defense. They don't have an offense. They don't have inbounds plays. I mean, I, I'm guessing that Coach Wade is coaching them at practice and then when they get out on the floor, it's not happening. But I agree with what Zach said. I mean, more questions have to be asked. Coach, have you worked on an inbounds play? I mean, it sounds silly, but it doesn't look like they did. I mean, and you got five guys playing one-on-one. They've lost four out of five. Uh, Cam Thomas, as much as he can score the basketball, he hurts the team many more times on a trip down the floor than he helps the team. He's the most overrated player in in college basketball. And those people who a couple of weeks ago said he was as good as Chris Jackson, they're clueless. He he ain't a dot on the radar to to Chris Jackson or Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Uh, I, I can't argue. And, you know, T- TK, you, you, that analogy is just so perfect about the early morning recess. Listen, because when I was in junior high, we would play basketball. I'm not sure if anybody's been to the old Franklinton High School at the time, but it was a junior high when I was there. They have seven uh, 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 rims and goals. You know, they have the two, and then they have, you know, all surrounded. Look, I, would, I was always trying to score. You know, like, hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we win or lose. And it feels like they're just all about themselves – and you're right. It feels like Will Wade has to be telling him something, but it's going one ear and out the other. I don't know. TK, how does he fix that? Because you know he's telling them stuff, but how does he fix it? I mean, he's got to start putting some people on the bench. And I, and I know the reason. there's a reason guys are backups because the other guys are better. But maybe you got to send a message. Put their ass on the bench because that corrects a lot of things when you sit on that bench for a little while when you don't want to be. Uh, I think you got to do that. I, I don't know what else he can do to motivate it's just, uh, I mean, they've lost four out of five, and at times this year they've looked like a tournament team. A couple, you know, series or a little four-minute stretch, but then, then the last couple of weeks, I mean, they, I mean, they look bad. They look like recess basketball. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to watch, and I mean, there's just no continuity. There's no offense. They don't play defense. I mean, nobody plays defense, not just LSU, but you know, it, it's just bad basketball. I'm an old timer. And when I talk to some of my older friends, they're like, man, that's not even basketball. That's like, like terrible stuff, you know? And again, it's recess basketball. Now, how can he get it to be SEC college basketball? He's getting paid a lot of money. He got to figure that out. He does. TK, we have a, a question here from one of our listeners. It's Doug Ray. He says, ask TK, when they actually play together, since they have so much talent, do you think that they can play with anybody? Which I think is a great question, if they can play with continuity. But, but they they do play together. They look good. But what have they done for four or five-minute stretches, maybe an eight-minute stretch in, in a couple of games? I, I can't picture them doing that for 40 minutes or for 32 or 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, it just – they look uncoached. I'm sure Coach Wade and his staff are coaching these guys. But whatever they're doing, it's not sinking in. Or, you know, or these guys that old thing, they cross the line to get on the court and they forget everything. And they want to, they all think they're going to play in the NBA. And we know they're not all going to play in the NBA. They're selfish. And until you put the teammates, teammates are the most important thing in sports. And until the LSU players will put the team first and not the individual, they're not going to have any kind of sustained success. TK, I got to be a little honest here. I did something I wasn't supposed to do. Okay, so we're playing Uh-oh. summer. We're playing summer baseball, and Coach Jeff Tajon, who you know, was coaching the summer Very league well. team. Okay, so 
<laughs> the one time I got to pitch, we had no arms. And I'd always been saying, I'm going to throw a knuckleball. Like, I'm, I'm just going to do it, okay? <laughs> so he puts me out there, TK, and he says, listen, if you throw a knuckleball, I swear to God I'm never playing you again. Well, it was like the last game of summer, like summer baseball. <laughs> so I'm out there, and two outs. How I got the two guys out, I had no idea all my life, no idea how it happened. So it was a one-two count, and I threw a knuckleball, TK, and the guy swung, and I struck him out. And Jeff tells me, "Hey, if you would, if if this wouldn't be the last game, I would run you, and you would never, you wouldn't play anymore." I, I, I say that story to say this: I was being selfish, and I did something to make my own self feel better, and not what's better for the team. And I feel like we're seeing a lot about that on this basketball team. Tommy Chrysan from TK, talking with TK, is our guest. I'll let you know where everybody, where you can find all of his stuff. TK, let's get to some baseball. I know you're a big baseball guy. What do you think about this baseball team? Is the hype real? Should we all be gearing up for this hype with Dylan Cruz and all these guys that are coming back? What's your thoughts on the early part of the season before they even play? I think the hype is real. But reality is they're ranked ninth in the country and sixth in the SEC. I mean, let that sink in a little bit. You know, we know the SEC is the greatest football conference in America, bar none. The same thing in baseball. It's the best conference in America, top to bottom. You know, and and LSU, you know, got all these arms. I think Alan Dunn's a tremendous pitching coach. All respect the world for Alan. Uh, Paul Maneri, you know, he gets knocked a little bit for a few things, but he's a Hall of Famer. He knows what he's doing. He knows the game of baseball. And, uh, you know, uh, the stars are kind of lining up, but it's going to be tough. I mean, the SEC is very tough. The state schools are very good. And there's a lot of those on the schedule this year due to the pandemic. Not going to have, you know, seven, eight, 9,000 people in the building, um, you know, to, to cheer and make noise. So they're going to have to go play baseball. But the bottom line in the game of baseball at the collegiate level or any level for that matter is it matters who's on the mound. And if the pitcher can command two, three, four pitches and throw the ball over the plate, you got a great chance to win. It's all about the pitcher. I don't care what park. I don't care if you're in the sunshine, you're under the lights. The pitcher is what matters. LSU, according to Coach Maneri and Coach Dunn, they got as many arms, deep arms, as they've had in a long time. Paul Maneri likes power pitching. He likes guys that throw 94, 95, 96, and you bring another one in at 94, 95, 96. Um, you know, he he likes that, and this staff is built that way. And But so is every SEC staff. I mean, Florida, <laughs> Vanderbilt, right. Ole Miss. Some old, Ole Miss might win the whole shebang this year. Remember where you heard that first. It was 16-1 and one last year when the season got stopped. And Bianco's a tremendous coach, and he's got so much talent up there. It's not even funny. I think LSU has a chance to do really, really well. At LSU, it's Omaha or nothing else. I mean, you, you go to Omaha and you win in Omaha. LSU hadn't won since 2009. You know, Skip Burtman spoiled everybody there with the, the titles he kept hanging on the wall. But it's mm-hmm. I think it's a little tougher to win now than when Skip did. And I, I'm right. by no means am I taking anything away from Skip. I'm just being real. And I think Skip would agree with that. But uh, I, I think Coach Maneri knows – it's all about getting to Omaha and winning the College World Series title, and, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to tinker with the lineup the first month like he always does. He's going to put some guys out there and make, you know, let some guys make him make him not be able to take them out of the lineup. That's his thing. He doesn't want to know who can earn their way in the lineup. He wants to know who can force his hand to not take you out of the lineup taking me out of the lineup because I'm doing so well in, in this game. And and the pitching is going to be the focus 
and I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, time will tell. And, uh, you know, and again, the SEC is so tough. I mean, gee, I mean, that's just every, every time you turn around, every team's got seven or eight guys in the lineup that can hit, if not all nine, and everybody's got a bullpen full of arms. Well, and TK, I, the, and you know my good friend, Mr. Stephen Miller, like we're making plans to go to the Vanderbilt series. You're tr- you mean to tell me you got the leader kid, Kumar Rocker, against Jaden Hill, Marceau, and Labus? I mean, that that literally is MLB arms going out there, and you're going to see really great pitchers out there pitching in a weekend series. And it's going to be interesting to see how LSU does. Uh, TK, a guy who's not going to be throwing knuckleballs, by the way, is Jaden Hill. Is this year for him more critical for a player that has talent that you can remember? Meaning, uh, he he was out as a freshman, he got hurt, then the pandemic hit. He We all know that he has a talent. He's going to be in the rotation. But do you think he has to have one of those years that's, that's for the ages for him to even, I don't want to say get drafted, I think he'll get drafted, but does he have to have one of those big years to be maybe even a first-round pick? He does. I mean, he's got a lot of talent, but he's got to stay healthy. You, you got to stay healthy. You got to be able to throw the baseball. Now, one little caveat for all college baseball teams, you know, I'm a firm believer that everybody's arm got only so many pitches in it in your career. Of course, Nolan Ryan had more than most people in the world. So, you know, um, you you got some fresh arms. You got some arms that weren't taxed with 50, 60, 70 innings last spring or more. So I think that may be a little bit of a benefit. And, you know, hopefully they've worked hard enough in the bullpen work and with Coach Dunn that they can throw the ball over the plate. The plate don't move. Throw the ball over the plate. Good things will happen more times than not. <laughs> Let your teammates help you out and get people out. That's what you got to do. Hill, a lot of upside, a lot of upside. If he stays healthy and he can command his pitches and don't walk people. Walk is a half a run. Look at any box score, add up the walks, and many more times than not, if there's four walks, there's at least two runs on the board. It's a half a run. Yeah. You can't walk people. You can't give people extra outs. I know those are cliches, but they ring so loud when you're in a tough conference like the Southeastern. Same thing in the Southland Conference. Same thing, you know, in the in Conference USA. I mean, it's all good baseball now. I mean, everybody can play, and everybody's got some pitching. Not everybody's got as much pitching as LSU or Vanderbilt or Florida. Florida's got some unbelievable uh, yeah. arms. And talked to a friend of mine down in there. I mean, they're loaded with arms, you know. So, and Ole Miss might have them better than Vanderbilt and Florida. So, you know, LSU doesn't have to play Florida in the regular season. That's one of the three East teams not on the schedule. Georgia, Missouri, the other two. So, you know, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. You know me, I'm a baseball guy, so right. I can't wait to see it. Well, and, and two, you know, I remember Billy Bean, and I know they made the mo- the movie Moneyball, but he talked about every pitcher that they've had since they went to the analytical stats. If you go get the out and you don't walk people, your this ERA goes down by one and a half at minimum. So talking about that about outs, that's just a big stat that always stuck in my well, head. Here's the other thing you got to watch, okay? And I, I give a lot of private pitching lessons. I've done that for years. And I ask kids this, and rarely do they ever get the question, the answer to this question correct. And I've asked hundreds of kids this, and I'm going to ask you this, Blake. I'm going to put you on the spot for them two outs you got it for the Demons of Franklin and High Summer League team. What is the most important pitch in baseball? First pitch strike. Correct. Here, you, you're, you're, you're right. Most curveball, changeup, mm-hmm. hard, fast. No, strike one is the best pitch in baseball because when the batter's count is 0-1, your chances of getting him out are significantly better than if the count's 1-0. and 0. 
So for all you youngsters out there, you guys are maybe coaching kids or whatever it might be, any level. I don't care if it's 12-year-old baseball. The most important pitch in baseball is strike one with that first pitch. Get it done, and you watch in time. You know, major leagues always talk about that. You're getting a sixth inning, and they'll say, hey, you know, this guy's got he's got 14 out of 15 at-bats where the first pitch was a strike. And, oh, by the way, he's winning three to nothing right now, you know. Mm-hmm. It all comes together. Now, there are always exceptions to every little rule and every little stat. And baseball is such a statistic and numbers-driven game. But strike one, throw that one, and your chances of success go right up through the roof. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere soon, it might be right now, Jeff Tajon is saying, he, I finally did something right for that kid and telling him what <laughs> to do. Jeff must have told you that. Oh, Jeff's oh. a long friend of mine. I've known Jeff forever. All respect for him and his family and his son, Clay. But let me tell you, I, I, I'm glad to know <laughs> Jeff taught you that, and uh, and I can't wait to – Oh, he would tell us – he would tell us, the the team that we're playing, he would scream it. He would scream it, and I didn't pitch, so I'm glad. TK, we got a question for you before we get to the prop bets. Tony Two Bet says, ask TK, how hot is Palmineri's seat and if he doesn't get to the College World Series? Is it starting to scorch? I don't know if it's scorching. I think it's warming up. You know, and that might be, you know, if, if he loses in a super regional, it might not get as hot as if he doesn't make the postseason or he gets knocked out in a regional play. I, I wouldn't say the seat is scorching. I'd say it's warming up a little bit. He's entering his 15th year at LSU. Right. 15, okay? He's got one title and one runner-up, but at LSU, runner-up's not what you go there for. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm not going to use the word scorching, but I'm going to say – it, you know, it's a little bit warming up, and depending on how this season goes, it, it could get warmer, or maybe it won't. If he gets to Omaha, it's not going to be warmer, even if he doesn't win it in Omaha. I mean, only eight teams get there out of 300 and something Division One teams, and probably half of those teams have a realistic shot at, at getting hot and getting to Omaha. I completely agree, TK. Uh, let's get to the prop bets here because I'm about to start writing this down. The <laughs> oldest one today. Okay, the oldest dude on TikTok, which it is exploding. I got to give it to you. TK, give me your prop bets. I got to make some money this weekend. All right, well, I made a bet today, all right? Betting on who will be the Super Bowl MVP, Tyron Matthew is plus 6,500. So if you bet $100, you can win 6,500. Everybody can do the math, I hope. And you went to Franklin and how I know they got a good math department. So, <laughs> that don't mean, I, I, that I, don't I, mean look, nothing. That don't mean nothing. Look. Hey, you, you didn't go to class. But anyway, <laughs> I'll say I, I put $20 on that today. If Matthew's the MVP, I'm going to win 1300 If not, I'll look at it and say I've done a lot worse things with $20. So, you know, it's it's a long shot. I mean, he's got to get a scoop and score or a pick six or a big sack maybe on the final drive. You know, it, right. it's a long shot. That's why it's 6500 to one, okay? And I think another really good prop pet is – the Chiefs score more than 30 points. That's an over-under on just the Chiefs, Chiefs number. Also like over 56 in the game. All of this is in my podcast. I'm not going to give you what's coming out on TikTok tomorrow. Okay. I'm, I'm holding that back because I want people – I got 28,000 views on TikTok in the last couple of days, and they know it, a pick's coming out tomorrow in the 12 o'clock hour. It's going to go nuts. And then for those of you that are – I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Most of the old guys don't have TikTok. <laughs> It'll be on my YouTube channel, which you can go and see it there. So you don't have to have TikTok. After I get into TikTok, 30 minutes later, it'll be on YouTube. And you can go to Tommy Chrysan on YouTube, and you'll be able to check it out. It's only a minute long, so you're not going to waste a lot of time. But I'm going to give – there's going to be over $6 billion bet on the Super Bowl. 
and we all just want a little piece of that pie. I'm gonna give you a winning pick. I, I, you know, my right. record in Vegas is documented. My record last fall is documented. I'm good. Well, I appreciate that, TK. And you, as always, when you come on our show, you absolutely kill it, my friend. I know you told people where they could listen to your stuff, but where can they follow you and everything that you're doing? Yeah, well, Tommy Christ saying Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, the oldest dude on TikTok. I'm all over the place. Connect with me on social media. I'm happy to connect with you. Got the Talking Sports with TK podcast. I do some videos with Ronnie Rance that are Facebook Live every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday morning. And if you can't watch it live, you can, it's on the Facebook feed. You can scroll down and play it later at night, which a lot of people do. So I, I'm just having lots of fun. And, and uh, you know, I am the oldest dude on TikTok, and I guess I learned a little bit more about social media than some of the other older folks but <laughs> i enjoy, i enjoy the hell out of it and i enjoy interacting with people and what's really funny i'll tell you how i got that name okay okay i got a son that's 29 years old he lives over in metairie right now and so right after i got on tiktok like in this early december okay uh-huh. i said i said hey brett brett look look at my thing on tiktok his <laughs> text back was dad aren't you a little old to be on tiktok so then I just took that and ran with it. I said, well, then I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. I, Blake, I got people messaging me on TikTok saying they're the second oldest dude. And I got people, <laughs> I, hey, you ready for this? What's I own the domain. You're the old, the oldest dude on TikTok.com. I own it. I'm not done anything with it yet, but I own it. But, you know, just having fun and loving life, man, I'm going to go down swinging. I hope I got another 20 years in me, but... If I don't, I'm going to go down having fun and swinging. I can promise you that. Well, it's always fun having you on the show, TK, and I appreciate it as always. And we'll be looking out for that video tomorrow, my friend. I'm going to make sure you get a copy and tell Stephen Miller. He always shares my stuff. He, he's a good man. And Absolutely. tell Te- Jeff Tajan I said hello. Please do that. Sure will. He's Tommy Chrysan, and he's a good friend of the show. And TK, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Have a good Super Bowl weekend. You too. Thank you. All right, that's Mr. Tommy Chrysan from Talking Sports with TK, the oldest dude on TikTok. Okay, I'm going to get to one question, and then we're going to get on out of here. Craig Granger says, ask Blake, how are we feeling about the third-pace position? Not really good. Not really good. I think the left side of the infield needs some work. We're going to find a lot out in that first first month, as TK alluded to. All right, guys, we will see you – to well, not tomorrow. We will see you Monday. It's been a fun week. We will see you guys soon. Everybody, peace out. My name is Blake. Oh, before I forget, go subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube, and we hope to see you there as well. But we will see you Monday after the Super Bowl. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.